0: Welcome to All Turns and No Bricks.
1: This isn't an ordinary show. This is NASCAR Talk for fans,
0: by fans. Welcome back to another episode of the Sincerely Her podcast. And if you are wondering, no, I am not Renee. This is Tam. And I got my boy, Front Row Kenny. We're still the fabulous three. We're just minus one. And that is Renee Garcia. And if you want to know why Renee's not with us, Renee has, well, you know what? I shouldn't put his business out there, right, Kenny?
1: Nah, we just let it go.
0: No. Okay. So Renee's not with us, at least not this portion of the podcast, but he is going to chime in with his predictions. Maybe, maybe not. So, without further ado, Kenny, what's up with you? How was your weekend? What's going on?
1: I am doing pretty good. My weekend was my weekend was pretty solid. I got to say, my favorite football series, and I'm not even that big of a football fan, but I love this series. If you guys know, Last Chance You came out on Netflix last week. And of course, like I have done for like the last three or four years, I have binge watched the entire season, typically in one setting, if it's doable. This year, it was because the episodes were a little shorter. But this year, they went to Laney College, which is a community college out in Oakland. It was a really, really good series. For once, if you guys know, and you watch Last Chance you the last two coaches are pretty crazy. They probably curse after every other sentence. And I guess that's the old school way of coaching. But this coach was a little bit different. It wasn't as drama-filled as the other seasons. But this one, I thought, was just A1. The coach is real cool. I thought he really cared about the kids and genuinely did to me based on what I saw. But other than that, I thought it was pretty solid. And my weekend was pretty much chill, honestly. I didn't really do too much else. It was hot as hell in Charlotte this weekend.
0: There's a storm or a hurricane or something right now over your way?
1: It is. Yeah, actually, as we're recording this right now, it is passing through. It was supposed to come a little bit further inland to where I'm at. But instead, it went right around us and it went way, way on the west side of Charlotte where the mountains are. If you guys know about Asheville, North Carolina, for example, like it went out that way instead. But most of that rain is actually going to go all the way up in, up the east coast, like Maryland, New Jersey, some of New York. And that's where it's going to basically like die off, which is kind of crazy because it rained here briefly. And then it's just sunny outside again. It was weird. It was super weird.
0: Well, it's super hot here. And for anyone who's been following my journey of staying in the house, I went outside today for the first time in I think almost a month. And I only went out because I needed to make a quick run and that quick stop, which basically I needed to get some stuff for my hair, you know, as women, <laughs> even though I'm in a house, I still need to do my hair. That turned into a half a day episode because then I went to the banks. The banks wasn't giving out money. Then there was a line, but the bank was closed. It was just crazy. I ended up going to three different banks. And Kenny and I talked about this offline, and this is maybe a hashtag Tim's rent, but we don't have many drive through banks. I know that's popular in other states, but in California, This is the home of get out and pump your own gas because we don't really do full service here and we don't do the drive up tellers. You basically got to get up, get out, and walk to the teller. But there is one, and I went there, and of course, it wasn't taking deposits. And then, well, one side was taking deposits and the other side wasn't taking cash. It was just crazy. So, nonetheless, my weekend, because that was your original question, (laughs) I stayed in all day and all weekend. And I watched some NASCAR and I watched some basketball because the NBA is back. That was pretty interesting. But yeah, I guess we can jump into some NASCAR talk. And for those who are listening, I'm sorry, I'm not as rah-rah as Renee. Well, I can get (laughs) rah-rah. I guess I don't get rah-rah until we get into the flow of the conversation. So on that note, we were at New Hampshire and we already know Bad Brad took home the checkered flag. Denny Hamlin came in second. Martin Truex Jr., third. Joy Logano, fourth. Kevin Harvick, fifth. Of course, my main man's. My main man's. Is that that's how you said? I guess in New York, they would say my main man's.
1: That is New York. <laughs> yeah,
0: my main man's in them. But I'm in California, so I'll say my guy. Does that sound California? That's what y'all say. Are my
1: dude. My, <laughs> my guy?
0: My guy? My dude? My dude? Those my dudes? <laughs> okay, well, Denny and Harvick, my guys, are my guys. You guys get it. <laughs> they both got a top five. Matt Kensett. Nope, that's not Matt Kensett. Who was that who came in six? Matt DeBedadetta. Not Matt Kensett. He's on my notables, but he definitely didn't come in (laughs) sixth. Eric Amarola came in seventh. Cole Custer came in eighth. Chase Elliott, ninth. And Tyler Reddick, tenth. And before I talk about some notables, that's just, you know, Cole Custer, bravo to the young guy. Tyler Reddick, bravo to him as well. Rookie of the year. Who do you see taking that home? Who's going to be? Is it still called the Son of Cole Rookie of the Year?
1: Yeah, I think it still is. Yeah, Sunoco yep, okay. still is. Who you got? I think I'm still going to stick with my guy. I'm still going with Tyler Reddick. I know he hasn't won yet, but I think he's been probably just as consistent um, as Cole Custer. So even though Cole got that win in Kentucky, which was probably one of the wildest wins of the season so far, I still got Tyler Reddick by a slight edge. But real quick. I think we, again, have had a really, really solid rookie class this year. Like, I mean, we got some talent. And, again, those guys are going to keep developing. Obviously, Cole got his win, knocked off, and then he finished eighth this weekend. Tyler Reddick has gotten close. He lost to his teammate at Texas. So Christopher Bell, I think, also is going to continue to, you know, get used to everything. And he'll he'll get better. I just think all three of those guys are going to be three stars to come in the Cup Series. Like, as time moves on. But, yeah. Pretty good for those young guys.
0: Well, I think it's safe to say that Christopher Bell is not in the rookie of the year running. <laughs>
1: not so far, unfortunately. He's had some rough, rough races. He has some good ones, but more rough than good.
0: <laughs> Even if he won a race, I don't think he could get in it. Because I consistently feel like we are talking about Tyler and Cole. We haven't talked about Christopher Bell all year. Like, has he had any top tens this year?
1: I want to say off the top of my head, he's probably got one or two at the most, but Cole and Tyler have been the most consistent by far.
0: Yeah, and that's just my point. Now, do you think Tyler could win rookie of the year over Cole Custer without a win?
1: I think he could only because of his consistency when it comes to top 10 finishes and top five finishes. I think he's done enough so far, but of course, we still have the playoffs to go. But so far, I think he can definitely still notch it without getting a win. It's it's very possible.
0: Hey, guys, if you're listening, tweet us at turnsnobreaks and let us know what you think. I, I may make this a poll on the Twitter. I think I'll do that. So I just have to make a note to remind myself to post that on Twitter. And if you're listening and you don't see it, just shout me out. Well, don't shot me. Don't shoot at me. <laughs> Just talk to me. <laughs> okay, notables. I said this earlier and I will say it again. My notables for the rest of the season will be Jimmy Johnson and Matt Kensett. Unfortunately, Kyle Busch is also added to my notables because they're on the can't get right team. I think they're the can't get right trio. Jimmy Johnson came in 12th. Matt Kenseth came in 37th and Kyle Busch came in a pathetic last place. I mean, huh, you know what? I thought about Kyle Busch because I started to think about the Formula One race. Did you watch that Formula One race?
1: Man, that was a way to start my morning. It was pretty crazy. <laughs> I caught the like the latter half of it, but I came in just at the right time because it got real crazy at the end.
0: It was like, can't get right for the tires on every team. Who would have thought that Lewis Hamilton would have rolled? I mean, he did a whole lap. I think it was a lap and Legit. a half on a punctured tire. On a
1: punctured tire. He made it around with three tires. That, that That's crazy. But I didn't think tires were going to be that bad at Silverstone this weekend because it wasn't that hot, but maybe... I don't know, maybe a UK 73 degrees is different than it is here. But apparently that was just hot enough to cause chaos the entire race, which is crazy.
0: It was an interesting last couple of laps. But to have that many tire issues, something definitely was wrong. It's just no other way to say it. And what I I thought was interesting, too, was the strategy at the end. Like Lewis was like, you know what? We're just going to roll into victory lane. We're going to keep it moving until this car falls apart. Now, on a NASCAR car is different, but to actually be in an open-wheel car and to risk it like that, the whole lap, I was like, oh my God, Lewis, just make it. I really wanted him to just pull over, but I obviously know that that's not how it works. And one other notable, your boy Bubba, and he's a notable only because he's been a hot topic. Bubba Wallace, I felt like every five minutes on Sunday was Bubba, 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 Bubba. It was so much Bubba conversation, we had to jump in and add to it. Not only did we post a tweet that said, Bubba to the number 42, Bubba to the number 48, Bubba stand in the number 43, Bubba, which people clearly liked it. It got a lot of likes and some comments and some retweets, but it's all this chatter about Bubba. And a lot of it is due to the fact that Bubba was offered some ownership stakes in Richard Petty Motorsports, which (sighs) every driver dreams of owning his own cup team. But in this scenario, do you take up the offer and do you stay with a team that is not winning? Like when is the last time Richard Petty Motorsports won a race?
1: It has been some years, if I'm not mistaken. I think Eric Almarola was the last to win, and it was a rain-shortened race at Daytona. That's all I, know, I can remember. It was a July race, but I can't remember what year, but that was the last time they've actually won a race.
0: So if you're Bubba Kenny, do you stay, or do you go, or do you wait? I mean, obviously, he has to wait to see what other offers are out there, but- even if he's offered, say, the number 48, because now we know Brad Keselowski has re-signed with Roger Penske. So the 48 is still open, although we talked about it last week. There's that chatter that the 48 may go to Alex Bowman and that the 88 would be retired. But do you go to Hendrick? I guess we'll just say that regardless of what car is available. Do you go to Hendrick? Or do you take the ownership Honest. or do you go to the 42 after 42 becomes available and make it full circle? Because obviously, you know, there's the racial situation with what happened with Lars and obviously Bubba being a black driver. If he goes to the 42, then that's the full circle because one person was accused of being a racist because he used a word that was inappropriate. And then Bubba is always dealing with racism. So then Bubba goes. So you get the point with the whole Bubba, the bubble circle. (laughs) (laughs) It's not a triangle because it's more like a circle because everything's going around and around. But what do you do, Kenny F. your Bubba?
1: Man, that is just an interesting dynamic you got. And honestly, going into the year, I thought this was just going to be very simple. He was probably going to re sign with the 43, but obviously, we've had a wild 2020 in the grand scheme of things, not just sports and looking at this, he's got plenty on the table, but we look at the ownership, you get about, I think it's between 10 to 20% stake ownership is what he would have right at RPM. Okay. So in hindsight, I think some people are like, well, you get the team and then you get that, but then you got to deal with bringing in sponsorship. And that was a big trouble at Richard Petty Motorsports and you know, in a weird way, they're thankful that they've gotten a lot more of that as of late, which has been pretty interesting. And apparently, one something else may be coming up soon is what Adam Stern had said that there may be another big sponsor coming up as well to um, support Bubba throughout the rest of this year and, you know, to however long. Then you got the 42 or the 48. Now, if it's retired or if it's not retired, you go to Hendrick, you win. It. If you go to the 42, it's just a big, irony and quite some, quite a story itself if you go to the 42. Now, if it was me, honestly, I think I would personally go to the 42 if that's just what's weighed and that's what's in my face. I would rather have that competitive ride right out the gate and don't have to worry about chasing sponsorship, making sure the car is good, making sure to worry about this and that. I'd have to just go ahead and take what I can get in terms of what can put me in the winning situation right now because we, we talked about this a lot. Weeks know that there's fans out there that support him, but I think having somebody like that win consistently on a consistent basis in general, that would help him out a lot for one. And just in general, the fan base, having him out there more winning more is going to do numbers. Like that's that's going to be a huge thing. But again, I think it's just credit to somebody who's been working really hard and trying to get the most out of what he can. I mean, taking home 23rd and taking home a couple top tens in a row this season is pretty good given what's been going on with them the entire season, or at least as long as he's been there. So I'm saying take that 42 all day long.
0: Okay, we asked a question on Twitter. If you were Bubba Wallace, would you stay with Richard Petty Motorsports and take the offer to have an ownership stake? Hashtag NASCAR. 29.6%. And that's interesting because we never have a point. It's like, well, maybe we have. I just never noticed. But <laughs> 29.6% said, hell yeah. 38.3% said, no, he can't win there. And 32.1% said, I need to wait and see. Now, since you guys are all holding onto your chairs, waiting on my thoughts, <laughs> patting myself on the back, because I know you guys want to hear what I have to say about this. <laughs> I'm going to tell you that I actually think it's a catch-22. It's a circle, because... For Bubba to have ownership in a team, it's like, dude, would he be, well, he wouldn't be the first black person to have ownership because we know Brad Doherty. And shout out to Brad because he's apparently signed a deal with NBC. So we'll see him back on our boob tube soon. I don't know the details of it because I haven't bothered, and I said bothered, haven't bothered to read the article But I do recall seeing something that he's actually going to sign or that he has signed on with NBC. So maybe next week, we'll tell you a little bit more about it or just follow us on Twitter. But going back to Bubba, it would be interesting for him to actually, because I think he would be the first owner driver that is African American, right?
1: Yeah. If he does it like that, then yeah.
0: Yeah. So he would actually make history. And he well see then he won't win because i don't care what i like i just don't think that team is set up to win he may win at daytona or talladega but i don't think that he can win sorry sorry the king (laughs) but yeah now hendrick or chip i think if he goes to hendrick he's in a much better situation because hendrick motorsports is a workhorse they will you know, he would benefit from additional sponsorship because I believe Valvoline sponsorship is um, over the, is for the team. So it goes across all the cars, if I'm not mistaken. And I think Mountain Dew is also like that. Obviously, Mountain Dew and Valvoline runs their primary on certain cars. But I think the overall sponsorship is for the team. So it touches all the cars for that team, but don't quote me on that one because I'm not one hundred percent sure. But I think that's the way that sponsorship works You want to be the best, you gotta run with the best. So I think I pass on the ownership offer. But what do I know? Cause I'm not in his position. <laughs> tough call, tough decision for the young guy. So we'll wait and see how it all unfolds. But what we do know is that he won't be at Penske because Penske resigned Brad. And that was that. Like, I didn't really see Brad going any other place. He's a Penske guy, even though he's not. I don't feel like his personality is like my baby boo, <laughs> Joseph Newgarden. And even Joy, for that matter. But him and Joy work together as teammates. Yeah. At least on the surface. Who knows what the hell happens <laughs> in their meetings. That's true. But regardless of what Brad said, I know that Joy is just smiling at him like, Okay, dude." <laughs> this little smirk like whatever oh but, man. yeah you gotta love those
1: two that's a good uh, oddly good pairing i know he doesn't necessarily exactly fit the penske mold but i, I could have saw it happening based on his time when he was in junior motorsports a long time ago in a chevy i thought that connection would have still been there somewhat with him and hendrick motorsports that's why i kind of thought that was going to happen but of course, obviously, he signed the dotted line, and I guess that also moves back the one person everyone thinks is going to move up as well, or at least that was a prospect for the two, is Austin Sendrick in the Xfinity series. A lot of people think that was going to be him, but I know this is going to be an unpopular one for most people listening, maybe. If you want to let us know, you can tweet us. Is that if Sendrick stays another year in Xfinity, it won't be bad. I just think me and you... Me and you have had this conversation before. I just think sometimes people move up so quickly, you never get it, you never really get a chance to let them mold where they're at in Xfinity and let them get to the top and become something then. It's okay to stay down there for a few years. We're just accustomed to the young people moving up so fast. Xfinity used to be like you're almost damn near your 30s, and then you move to Cup. So that used to be a thing. Let's just, for those like old school stuff, hell, that's it right there. But shout out to Keslowski for getting that extension.
0: We have one other car to talk about, and that's the number 14 car. Someone had the nerves to say, what did they say? I think they said Bubba to the 14. It was like something, or was it Kozlowski to the 14? Obviously, this was before <laughs> Kozlowski re-upped his contract. But I was like, who would formulate a thought like that? I Like, Brad could not survive at, at Stuart House Racing. Let's just keep that 100. And again, this is a show of opinions. My opinion is that that was never going to happen. Could you imagine him and Tony Stewart together? No, thank you.
1: I I can't even pitch that at all. I don't know how you put two and two together on that one. Anybody saying he was going to the 48, I could see that all day, every day. But to the 14, man, uh, nah, I don't know about that. I would see a young guy in the 14 before I would see a Keslowski, I think that's just my two cents.
0: I don't think that they're going to go with anybody else young. Just my opinion. I think it's going to be somewhat of a seasoned, I won't say veteran, but a seasoned driver to the 14.
1: That's interesting.
0: Because right now, Harvick, Harvick, I, well, I won't say Harvick is carrying the team, but he kind of is. Even though Eric is doing well, he still hasn't won. But you already got your young buck in Eric. So I don't really see how it would be another young guy. But again, that's just my opinion. Who knows? Okay, what else do we need to talk about? I do want to talk about can't get right KB as in Kyle Bush. I know he was like KFB as in Kyle, you know what, <laughs> Bush, but he really is can't get right Kyle right now because he's on team can't get right with Jimmy and Matt Kenseth. I don't know what the hell is going on with KB, but. You know, everybody's saying he needs practice, but I'm like, okay, you've won at every track except the Roval. What practice do you need? I mean, you know, I'm simplifying it. Obviously, I know the importance of practice and understanding the car setup and, you know, whatever's put out on the track and so on and so on. But at some point, you are a champion. Step it up. Yeah. Actually, when you think about it, all three of them are champions and neither of them can get right.
1: Yeah, that's that's pretty rough. I don't, I don't know. Honestly, I don't know what's um, I can't figure out what Kyle Bush's deal besides the practice is what was said. I mean, at least the way NASCAR is done nowadays, most of the time, if a car rolls off the truck fast, it's fast. And there's like really little to none, little, b- very little changes that happen. Back in the day, yeah, you could come off the hauler in Daytona in the 90s or the early 2000s and be like, yo, what the hell's going on? We're, we're slow. We're like two seconds off the pace. Change some wedge, change a couple things here and there, blah, say, blah. Next thing you know, you're the fastest damn thing in practice, in the final practice. You know, things like that happen. But now I feel like because of all this technology, people roll off the truck, boom, simulator, got it. We know we got, we got the bump stops. We know where everything is. Boom, boom, boom. Here's a setup. Boom. The computer puts it out, done. You know, that's how you would think. But apparently, there's got to be more to it if Kyle Busch really has had this much trouble. I don't know. It's it's weird because he's still clear enough to make the playoffs with no problem. It's just weird that he hasn't won yet, honestly.
0: We are actually headed to Michigan, and we will be racing Saturday and Sunday at Michigan. So, my thought process is Kyle can practice on Saturday, and he can win on Sunday. <laughs> Or is that just wishful thinking? That's different. I mean,
1: well, you you get a shot at it on Saturday. So if something is off on Saturday, you definitely can figure it out. I mean, if you come at the bottom of where the re the invert does, and you start first, I mean, hell, it's possible, I guess. I never thought about it like that. That's a great thought, actually.
0: (laughs) Before we jump into some predictions for Michigan, where we know the speeds are high, and at this point, the stakes are high as well. I don't know. I tried to make uh, something there. <laughs> no, okay, I'm corny. Forgive me. Before we jump into Michigan talk playoffs, Kenny, what do you think? What do you see? What's, what's going on with the playoffs?
1: So if I'm looking at the spectrum of the playoffs, like right now, obviously the top 10, we've had 10 different winners this season. They're all locked in. No issues for them. Now that bottom that bottom 11th through 20th where you're trying to figure out who's gonna make it in. I think the two guys that are probably going to be clear and have no issue. Almarro and Kyle Bush. Almarro is 145 points clear. Kyle Bush is 112. So he's good those two, I think are good to go no matter what happens between now and then. Um, I mean Kurt Bush is excuse me, and then Kyle Bush is 94 points above cut line. I think both of them obviously are okay. I know the worry for everyone is Kyle Bush. I think he should be good on points, long as things don't go completely terrible between Michigan and the end of the season, but the regular season. But I think when you look at a Jimmy Johnson, a Eric Jones, a William Byron, who were like basically fighting for those last few spots, I think between those guys, it's really going to come down to who's the most consistent. And what Byron did this past weekend, he just. Got everything he needed out of the car, didn't do too much, didn't go too crazy, finished the race where he needed to. Got points, now he's above, he's tied with Reddick, but I'm not sure what the tiebreaker is, but he's above him right now. Now, Reddick goes off and pops off a win. That could make his life just a little bit, his. that could make his life a little bit easier possibly, but it all depends on everybody else. So, you know, that's just how it's kind of really shape, shaping up to be. But that those last few drivers trying to get into the playoffs is always pretty interesting, and then we've got another, <laughs> we've got another domino in this entire thing that's probably going to make it even crazier is that when we go to Daytona, we're not just doing the regular Daytona race. We're also going to be on the road course and nobody has practice at the road course. So that could be a wild card. Someone might mess around and advance himself into the playoffs. Maybe Kyle Busch finally, somehow, some way, gets a win in 2020, but I think so far we've had a pretty solid season in terms of going into the playoffs so far. 10 different winners is not bad, even though it seems like it's going to be the Hamlin and Harvick show, but it's been a pretty solid season And when we come for a parity, is what people would
0: say. I think NASCAR needs to make an exception and have practice for the Charlotte road course. That's just my thoughts, because why wouldn't you have practice? This is something that nobody's ever done before, and you're throwing it in the mix. I don't know. I just I no. I get no. Strongly I strongly am you. against not having practice.
1: Yeah, a lot of people have said the same thing. Once they announced Daytona, and then they announced the new chicane that's going to be there, pretty much just to slow them down because in the sim you can go almost 200 going into where the rope where the MZ cars make their turn to go into the infield. So try to slow the cars down. But yeah, I think that's one spot. If anywhere else on the schedule is Daytona Road Course, this is completely new. I say there, maybe practice will be you know, justified because I know what everyone's worry was last year for the Charlotte or the year before last for the Charlotte Roval was it was going to be a SHIT show. That was the problem that people was worried about even with practice. So I guess that's why people are in such an uproar. So I get it. I, I totally understand why people would like to see it at least for that, but I don't know. it's It's, it's either going to be one of those races where you're going to be like, damn, I can't believe that happened. Or you're just going to be like, man, I wish that didn't happen. So we'll see. I'm hoping it's the latter half.
0: Kenny, we are headed to Michigan. I guess it's time for some predictions.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's time for race predictions.
0: Who you got?
1: All right. Like you said, we're going to Michigan International Speedway, a.k.a. the Irish Hills, is what they call it, Brooklyn, Michigan. So... That's Ford's backyard. I'm actually going to go with Brad Keselowski, who is a Michigan native, who is not one at Michigan still. I'm going with him as my main pick. And then for my alternative pick, I'm going to go with Ryan Blaney. I think he's had a couple solid runs so far. I think he's just on the edge of getting that second win this season, and maybe he can notch it at Ford's house. So, with that being said, Ms. Tam, what are your picks?
0: Straight to the point, Harvick has been super fast. As I've said once before this season, maybe two or three times before, it's like he hits a switch and then he just zoom, zoom, zoom. (laughs) So I'm going to pick him to zoom into the winner's circle. And my alternative, I'm kind of caught between Eric Amarola and Kurt Busch. (sighs) Eric never seems to pull it through. So I'm going to go with Kurt Busch. So Kurt Busch is my alternative. So, on that note, wait, Renee, you joined us.
2: Who do you have? Hey guys, Renee Garcia here, Alterns No Breaks. Here are my predictions. This weekend, Saturday, August the 8th, specifically, Michigan International Speedway, I am actually going to go with the number 22, Joey Lagano. Yes, the teammate of recently winner Brad Kislowski. And you know what? My alternative pick is actually going to be Brad again. Yes, I wouldn't be surprised if Brad goes back to back, but I'm actually gonna go with Joey Logano on this one. August the eighth, Joey Logano as my winner. Brad Kislowski as my alternative pick. Now for Sunday, August the 9th, Consumers Energy 400, still at Michigan International Speedway. Here we go. I'm gonna go with you know what? I'm gonna go with Martin Truex Jr. August the ninth. I'm gonna go with Martin Truex Jr. for my winner and for my alternative pick. I think I'm going to go with Denny Hamlin. So August the 9th, Martin Truex Jr. is your winner. And my alternative pick is going to be Denny Hamlin. Those are my picks, and I'm sticking with them. Sorry I couldn't be on the podcast this week. I'm tending to a family matter. But I will be back next week with my girl Tam my man Kenny on All Turns No Breaks. I guess that's it for the podcast.
0: Kenny, thanks for holding it down with me.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I appreciate it. You know, we missed you, Renee, as always. (laughs)
0: Renee will be back with us. I think Renee's only missed like maybe one or two podcasts. Fortunately or unfortunately, depending on how you look at it, I've never missed a podcast. And Kenny hasn't missed a podcast since he's been with us. Thank you, Kenny.
1: Oh, man, it's crazy. I appreciate it. I appreciate y'all. Y'all know that.
0: (laughs) For myself, Kenny, and it's Renee Garcia, thank you for joining us. Make sure to hit that subscribe button Leave us a comment and hit the five stars. Anything less, don't even bother. Leave us a positive comment. Anything else, don't even bother. (laughs) Thank you. See you next week for another episode of All Turns and No Breaks.
1: See y'all. Make sure y'all follow us on Twitter. We're close to 4K. Come on now.
0: Bye-bye. Thanks so much for tuning in.